If you are new to my podcast, I want to say welcome, and I hope I can provide some real-life experience, wisdom, and um, education on understanding ourselves as women and why we do the things that we do especially being a part of diet culture for the last four decades. And um, the question I get asked the most is, how, how did you do it? And when I see that quest- question in my head, I'm thinking, how are you doing it? Because it's a continual process. Now, um, when I was getting ready to turn 47 is when I decided to make a life change. And I took the time to reevaluate. Some people would say I was a midlife crisis. You can call it whatever you want if it makes you feel better. Um, It was more of an awakening that my health was not serving me because I was not serving it. Now, um, about a year later, my mother got diagnosed with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. I managed to keep the weight off for three years. And then as my mom was going downhill the last year, year and a half, I can see in pictures is when I started to gain back the weight. And it was very subconscious. And I couldn't figure out what's wrong with me. Like I couldn't even equate at the time that I was gaining weight while watching her slowly fade. It wasn't until it was all said and done about six months, seven months later when I was like, whoa, I eat my feelings and I don't even realize that I'm doing it. I am living my life in autopilot. This is not okay. So I had to make some self-evaluations and experiments and question, and a lot of soul searching, and why am I constantly like this? Because I thought I had it, I thought I had diet culture beat after I kept it off for three years. I had never kept the weight off that long. Well, found myself at 178 pounds, and I was getting right towards my heaviest, uh, the low 190s, and I was like, really? Do you want to wait till you get there before you, you know, start taking some accountability or are you ready now? And I, I just, now mind you, I was still exercising. Okay. We were riding, we have discovered riding bikes in the last three to four years and we were doing 10, 15, 20, 25 miles several times a week. So could you imagine the amount of calories I was eating 
to still gain weight. But yet I was telling myself, you're fine, you're fine, you're, you know, you're doing these amazing bike rides. Okay, then why are you still gaining weight? I was trying to out, I was trying to out bike a bad diet. So there I am, 51 years old, just miserable. I, my husband and I went on for a bike ride and I've done this hill many, 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 many times. I got to the top of the hill and I just started crying and cussing that hill out and just mad at the world, just mad, furious. And I said, when I was done being mad, I thanked that hill for bringing it to my attention that I'm doing this to myself. Me and me alone. I'm 51 years old. I'm responsible for what goes in my mouth, in my body, how I feel, what I think. Can I change that? Can I do better? What am I doing wrong? Me. It's all up to me. I can no longer place the blame on anyone, anything, any place. It's me. It's all me. So those define it was a defining moment. You are not healing from this. I know I'm never going to heal from it, but I need to get close so that I can be okay. My mom's gone. No amount of junk food's going to bring her back. No amount of crying, sulking, pouting, screaming, it's not fair. Nothing I do is going to bring her back. And knowing that, nothing is going to change how I grew up, how I handled my 20s, how I did in my 30s, the the, the minimal amount of growing I did in my 40s. But here I am in my 50s. Grow up already. I feel like there's an entity that wants to keep us like little children and just do what you're told. We don't care how you feel. Fuck your feelings. Get back to work. Do you know how lucky you are to work? We don't want to hear you're crying. We don't want to hear that you're underpaid. We don't want to hear how exhausted you are because now you're doing the job of three people. Fuck your feelings. Anybody else feel like that's what you've been told your whole life? And I'm talking about Gen Xers. And we were younger and we just took it and we wrote it. All the way home. Yeah, well, I'm done with that. Getting paid $12 an hour and no benefits, you're going to get $12 worth of work. And you know what? It worked out just fine. But 
let's get back to uh, the purpose of this podcast right now is to introduce myself. And the, again, the question, you know, how did you do it? And how am I doing it? Well, I had to get down to what is the purpose of food? What is the purpose of food? It's so simple. My God, do we overanalyze and make excuses of what the purpose of food is. The purpose of food is to provide energy so that we can function on a daily basis. Now, what is junk food? I googled what is junk food. What is the purpose, excuse me, what is the purpose of junk food? There's no purpose of junk food. <laughs> There's literally no purpose. But it um, almost serves as entertainment. In my mind, it's entertainment. It is feeding the things that hurt. It's almost like a, a frenemy. Now, back to food. The purpose of food is to provide energy. Food is absorbed in your body to help with your skin, your hair, your bones, your heart. Now, we've all heard these things over and 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 over again. But all it did was skim the top of our head. Because most of us are in survival mode. That's a reason. That's the reason we are constantly on diets. Because we don't understand the purpose of food and junk food. What do their roles play in our lives? And I loved junk food because... It was entertainment for me. It, it's the, the junk food is high in fat, salt, and sugar. And it is meant for you to overdo it. Overconsume. So that's really what I want you to think about today. Is how much do you know about food? Do you even care? If you don't understand the function and the properties and why it's here, how are you going to get past this junk food addiction and understand what it's really doing in your life? And I'll tell you right now, I used to dig for change in my car, in my house, I used a lot of change to pay for fast food because on the way home, I need to stop and get a cheeseburger, at least a cheeseburger. My favorite was a hamburger or a cheeseburger uh, with a little small fry. It's just, it's just one of those regular little hamburgers and a small fry. It's fine. 
And then I'd go home and have dinner. It's fine. It's fine. That became my normal. But you know what's not normal? Hiding it. I didn't want anybody to know I stopped and ate that really quick before I got home. Why, why did I feel the need to hide it? So I don't want to make this too long. I just wanted to give you a rough um, entrance. Because it's going to be a bumpy ride, people. <laughs> you, But it's not going to be, it's not going to be what you think it is. There's going to be some crying. There's going to be some realizations of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been doing this to myself. And it hurts. But those are called growing pains when you learn something. They're called growing pains for a reason. And how many of us avoid pain with junk food? And that's a myth because it's coming anyway. I, I got tired of fooling myself with things that don't work. And it was time. And I am so glad the universe, the universe, <laughs> the universe, the universe came knocking and said, let's do this. And for the first time, I really grabbed its hands and said, I'm with you because I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to. I am ready to be the student and learn the things I should have learned so long ago, but I was so stubborn and believed that I could do it alone. So I hope this resonates with you. And you understand that these are lessons that we all need to learn to be better. And that's what I want is to be better. And I'm not going to be afraid to be better or know my place. I know it's not sitting in misery and crying and not understanding. I am the student. And I hope you join me.